Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast. Glad you're with us today. We're still on our Kingdom series, and today we're going to talk about being citizens of the Kingdom. There's privileges and there's benefits to being a citizen of the Kingdom of Heaven. Just like Paul was a citizen of Rome, and he knew that had benefits and privileges, you're a citizen of the Kingdom of Heaven, and there are real, tangible benefits to that today. So we want you to learn how to operate in those benefits, how to activate even the angelic realm to benefit you, because they are there to help you and to bless you. So you're going to like this. A lot of neat stories and testimonies. Come on, let's get into the there, Pastor Cheryl. What's going on? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Are you ready? Yeah. Praise you, Lord. So you've been tracking with the Kingdom series here? You're all right? Well, sort of. Sort of? <laughs> I'm usually somewhere else at this time of the day. Are you? Yeah. Where's that? Like in another room. In another room? Yeah. Okay. But you've been tracking a little bit because I, I do my practice sessions. He does his practice on me. I do. do so he does a practice on me and then he re-preaches the sermon on Monday. Well, I, I always say never preach a sermon for the first time when you're up here. Like, yeah, so preach true. it three or four times at home. Preach it everywhere. Get it in your spirit. Get it down there good. And so we've been talking about the kingdom. The kingdom. So uh, we're going to get uh, Chantel to track with me there. And, and uh, we'll be, be a little all over the place today. But hopefully she can, she can keep, keep up that, with us. Right here. Now I can keep you on time. You are. You're the timekeeper sitting right with me. Yeah. So be nice. I won't have to be at the back going. Yeah. Be nice. I'll be nice. Okay. All right. So the Bible is about a king, a kingdom, and a royal family of children. That's what the Bible, the Bible's all about. The Bible's all about a story of a king who, who really wants to design, or not design, but call into expression and birth a community, a family, his own personal family, through which he'll manifest his kindness, his goodness, his greatness, his love, his glory to the whole cosmos. And that's really what it's all about. And the amazing thing is that family is us, and that family's called the church. And the church isn't some present little gathering of people until Jesus comes. The church is forever, forever, forever. Amen. Even when Jesus the returns, the family of God. God, it is. The church is not a purpose, but it is the, the eternal purpose of God. So his whole purpose was to, to bring together this community, to bring a body of people together so that he could have this family. So a message uh, about the desire of a king to extend his kingdom through the royal family. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, it says, and of the increase of, of his, his government, government, say government, government. His government, the kingdom really is an expression of his reign and his rule and his government. The extension of his government and his peace, there's going to be no end upon no the end. earth, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward, even forevermore. Forever. And the zeal of the Lord, whenever you see the zeal of the Lord, that's a type of the Holy Spirit. So when you see the zeal of the Lord, it's the Holy Spirit is going to be loose. The economic expression of the Godhead, the zeal of the Holy Ghost is going to be manifest to perform this. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Amen. Are you excited? I'm excited. Come on, get excited there, Pastor Cheryl. All right. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, all praise to God, the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with, with every, every spiritual, spiritual blessing, blessing in, in heavenly, heavenly realms. Places. So don't you wish we had every blessing in earthly realms? Why is it in heavenly realms? Well, because the kingdom of heaven is within me, so it's not just in heavenly realms. I have it here. You have it here? Yeah. True. You know, everything that's seen comes out of the unseen realm. Mm -hmm. So I love this because it says pneumaticos eulogia, which that's what spiritual blessings are. So those are spiritually empowered speaking. 
Amen. So he's blessed us with the ability to spiritually speak in heavenly realms. And when you spiritually speak in heavenly realms, you're using your voice to create things in the unseen realm to call them into expression in the seen realm. So the Bible says, whatever you say, you have. So whatsoever he saith, it will be manifest. That word say is the Greek word lego. Lego. Have anybody ever played with Lego? Yeah. Ever been to Lego lands? My son loved Lego. He would, we'd buy him things that would be specifically put together. He'd, he'd do the design that was created, but then he would blow it all up and make his own stuff. And I always thought that was really cool that he would have this big box of stuff and he, he would just create his own things out of his own mind and his own imagination. And you know what? With words out of your own imagination, you can take Lego. Your words are building blocks in the unseen realm to call into expression the things that you desire. Amen. And they are keys. They are words. They are powerful things that are unlocking the heavenly realm and loosing the kingdom of God into your experience. Amen. I'm preaching in a chair. Yeah. You're not moving. I'm not moving. <laughs> well, I've got these ones because I could spin. Yeah. They're a little more, a little more comfortable. So I got a lock on there, a lock on the screen. We talked about locks. And, you, you know, sometimes what you desire or what the Lord wants to do, there's, it seems like it's locked down. And it seems like there's a lock on that. There can be a lock on there's a There's a benefit. There's a, a privilege. There's something that you know is yours. In the scriptures, it says it's yours. All his promises are maybe yes, and amen. hope so. No, all his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So he said, I've given you the keys. I've given you the responsibility to unlock the kingdom. Where it's locked and it shouldn't be locked, you get to unlock it. Where there's something manifest that's evil, you get to shut that down. So you have to have a working knowledge and a, a constant connection, firsthand revelation. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you, say you. You. Point awkwardly at your neighbor, say you. I'm telling you, he'll give you the keys of heaven, kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven so we got some massive responsibility and you know he doesn't say I'm going to give you that authority and then not give you power sure. he gave us spiritually empowered words he gave us keys to unlock things and to bring into expression the purpose of God so it operates with firsthand knowledge Amen. it's good is that good thank you yeah. Luke 16 16 <laughs> It says, the law of Moses and the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the arrival of the kingdom realm. So the old covenant, the Moses, the prophets, all the writings all of the old covenant, it was all preparatory. It was all to prepare people, to point them. And that's why Jesus said to all the religious leaders of the day who locked the kingdom of heaven down on people, he said, you guys, if you really knew the scriptures, you would know it all points to me. You would know it all points to me. And here I am. I am the declaration of the whole old covenant. I'm the fulfillment of it all. And you don't recognize me. Yeah. So the purpose of the old covenant was to prepare people for the arrival of the kingdom realm announced by John, John the Baptist. And now when this wonderful news of the kingdom of God's realm is preached, people's hearts burn with extreme passion to press in and receive it. And that's still the realm we're in today. Right now, the kingdom of heaven is absolutely, it's totally, yeah. it's totally within our reach. The increase of his government. Increase. Yeah. It should be increasing, expanding, filling in every way. And I believe we get the good news out there. People 
are going to press into it. When people hear and, and then we, we stop, God, deliver us from religion. Deliver us from religion. Deliver us from the human toil of trying to be acceptable to God. Oh, if we would only know the kingdom, the love of our wonderful king of glory, man, we'd see people. When that message gets out there in power, there's going to be a pressing in, a violent pressing in of people to get into the kingdom. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, it's great because if you're born in, um, not in privilege or anything, to be invited into the kingdom of God and into the family of God, it's like you won the lottery. You know, in all honesty, we were all very poor until Jesus came into our lives, and we've been all made very rich because of him. Yes. Mm -hmm. He became, he emptied himself of every privilege of divinity. He became so very poor so that we could become so very rich. Isn't that great? First Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12 says, And you know how affectionately we treated each of you like a loving father cares for his own children. We comforted you and encouraged you and challenged you to adopt a lifestyle worthy of God who invites you into his kingdom and glory. So there is a lifestyle. There's something that the Apostle Paul announced the kingdom, told them all about the privileges, and Thessalonica blew up. I mean, they had a revival there. The church blew up. And he said, we affectionately invited you into this kingdom. Now I challenge you, he said, to adopt a lifestyle that's worthy of the kingdom. Can I get an amen? Amen. I challenge you that this is an amazing privilege we have, but let's adopt Let's put on these wonderful new garments provided for us and let's, let's live lives expressing the kingdom. So the Apostle Paul, we're going to talk about citizenship today. Amen, citizenship? Oh, you still didn't spell it right. Oh, I did. You know what? I, I took out... Citizenship. I actually, you know what I did? I added the I, but I forgot to take out the oh. E. Most people here didn't even notice that. Well, Sherry, Sherry always notices. You know, <laughs> my mother, she, my mother used to send me emails after the sermon and tell me all my grammar mistakes. She was a teacher, and we love teachers. <laughs> <laughs> the Apostle Paul, he had a theme. It was a big theme for him. Citizenship, <laughs> citizenship. <laughs> I mean, we have people here that are, are writing tests and going through processes to get permanent residence. Probably know more about Canada than most Canadians. And there's going to be people July 1st. We're going to see pictures of people who got to be citizens of Canada on July 1st. And being a citizen of somewhere, it's a really big deal. And, and sometimes people have to work really hard to be citizens. Sometimes when you're born into it, you just, you know, you take it for granted. But here's the beautiful thing is that we... Because of him, he has qualified us to be citizens yeah. of the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that great? It is great. So I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. I didn't I'm have a to foreigner. rehearse any lines. Didn't have to know the history. I just had to follow the invitation. Boom. I just yeah. said, sounds good. I'll have some. Yeah. And wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to write an exam or a test or do anything. Mm -hmm. Boom. He gave me all those benefits and bestowed them on me. So uh, Philippians 3.20 says, but we are different. Say different. Different. We are different. Not because we're weird. We are different because our citizenship is in heaven. Passion translation, we are a colony of heaven on earth. Colonizing, we are colonizing from another realm. We are here taking over. We really are taking over. We are here bringing the glory of God. This is far more, there's, but there's far more to life for us, the message says, because we are citizens of heaven on high. That's good. Ephesians 2.19 says, Now therefore you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the saints, and you are members of the household of God. Say, royal family. 
We're all family. And so he says, what were you doing today? Say, I was having a meeting with the royal family. That's a true story, actually. You should say that. Several people today say, how was it today? Meetings with the royal family are always grand. <laughs> it's so good. We are part of the royal family. Colossians 1, 12 to 13. We give thanks to the Father who qualified us. Who qualified you to be a citizen? Who? Boom. Oh. oh. You didn't qualify yourself. You didn't do something to do it. He qualified you. The well, Father in, qualified you. In Colossians, it says he has uh, freed us from the kingdom of darkness yes. and then put us in the kingdom of Conveyed light. Conveyed us. Yeah. I love the fact that God just doesn't kind of deliver you from um, prison, but he puts you in a new place. Amen. A brand new place. You're not stuck trying to figure it out on your own. He actually translates you from one kingdom into a new kingdom. That's, That's really good. Right there. Yeah. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. He delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed us. I love that word, conveyed. Yeah. Conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. So Paul knew his rights. Paul knew his rights. In Acts 16, 37, it says, they have beaten us openly and condemned us. So they came in quietly and said, look, we decided we're going to let you guys go. And Paul went, no, no, no. I'm not slipping out the back door. All right. They have beaten us openly and they condemned us. They condemned Roman citizens. So they openly in the streets mocked us and beat us and took advantage of us. They did it openly. So listen, uncondemned Romans, that's what you did. They've thrown us into prison and now do they put us out secretly? No, indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. He said, I'm a citizen. I'm not going quietly. Amen. I love that, don't you? Because citizenship had rights. Why do I read that? Because Paul was leaning on his Roman citizenship and saying, you people acted in a way, you treated me in a way that is not worthy of a citizen of the Roman world. And I am a Roman citizen, and how dare you treat me like that? Acts 22, 25 to 29, he said, take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Again, citizenship has privileges. And Paul said, but I was born a citizen. I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him, and the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman because they had bound him. Let me tell you this. You need to know that your citizenship in heaven is a big deal. It's Amen. not just a scripture verse. It's not just a little analogy. It's not just, oh, isn't that a nice little thing? Citizen of heaven. That's interesting. Like, I'm a citizen of Canada. Isn't that interesting? I'm happy when I'm in foreign places with a Canadian passport. I get treated really well with a Canadian passport. It's very interesting. But you know what? You know what you also have? You're a citizen of heaven. Paul chose words very specific very because specific. he wanted to convey something that was very, like it would have been self-evident to the people who were listening to the language of citizenship. He wanted to convey that, you know, in, in this Roman Empire, to have Roman citizenship was a big thing. But you know what? We have something so much better than just so Roman citizenship. We have yeah. vested privileges and vested inalienable rights as a citizen of heaven. That's true. And, and you should know that this citizenship is powerful. And, it, and it, it's evident. It's, it's like a seal on you of the Holy Spirit that when you're walking in the spiritual realm, wherever you are, the powers of darkness know that you're a child of God. They want to know if you know that you're a child of God. Do you know that you're a citizen of heaven? That's the question that the kingdom of darkness has. Do you know your rights and privileges as a citizen? Because they know that you have all power and all authority over them. They know. They've been defeated. The blow was final. It was powerful. But you get to exercise authority over the kingdom of darkness because you've been qualified. You carry the citizenship of heaven by birth. By being born again into the kingdom of God, you have authority over 
over every manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. You have all those rights because of your citizenship. Are there any citizens of heaven here today? I'm telling you, don't you ever, the enemy should fear. The en- and the truth is the enemy does tremble when you walk in the door. But what he wants to know is, do you know who you are? If you don't know that I'm a citizen with great responsibility, power, and privileges, you'll up. walk around getting beat up, up by people thrown in jail. But Paul stood up and said, hey, I'm a Roman. How dare you do that to me? You need to understand the enemy's got no right, no place whatsoever, no legacy, no inheritance in your world. You are to dominate him in every circumstance and every situation because I am I am not just someone who learned a bit about the kingdom I am someone who's been granted citizenship I'm not trying to gain this understanding so I can walk in this you get to walk in it because you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven not by your privilege not by your works or not by anything you've done but God has conveyed you into his kingdom you are a child of God with all power all authority over every work of the devil in the name of Jesus And you wanted me up here, why? I just wanted you to sit there and, you know, just <laughs> hang out with me. You know, if, and the whole idea that the devil knows what privileges are, are, belong to us is the very reason he tries to beat us up every yes. day. Because he doesn't want us to have a revelation of that of what's available to us that's right he's a liar he's He's a a liar and a thief he tries to steal the word of god from us because god forbid that we would actually understand who we are yeah hey i mean citizen a native or naturalized individual this is just a definition of citizenship who owes allegiance to a government or a state or a nation this is the word paul used inspired by the holy ghost said you're entitled to the enjoyment of the governmental protection and the exercise of civil rights amen go back there Oh, I went the wrong way. I have my allegiance to God. I'm entitled to the enjoyment of the governmental protection of all of heaven to exercise my civil rights. That's Amen. Good. I love that statement. I love that too. Yeah. And that's that's just citizenship. That's yeah. the definition in the when dictionary. You, when you frame it in the context of uh, our heavenly citizenship, it has so much more weight to it. My allegiance is with him. Yes. I am entitled to governmental protection. Yes, I am. Amen? Amen. And I get to have this exercise, my rights as a, my rights. As a believer. Yeah, all That's the benefits great. and the enjoyment of all of it. Yeah. So it's so good. So That's citizenship good. is power sharing. Citizenship is power sharing. The conferring of a nation on an individual. You walk in with nothing and you leave with everything. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, you were one day not a citizen, the next day you were. The one day you did not have the rights and privileges, the next day you did. Boom, just like that. So a citizen shares the power of the government and essentially becomes one with the government. You are one with the government. So you are one with Christ. You are one with the royal family of every privilege and every right because you were born into it. So becoming a citizen, becoming a citizen of the kingdom of heaven means you become powerful, you gain a source of personal authority, you call on constitutional privileges and promises, you have access to the full protection and advantage of the law. That's great. I love that we have privileges as a citizen of heaven. Yes. And so I just was, I was talking to Carl about this this week, and I just said, like, we got a few privileges. One, we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we have the third person of the Trinity who has chosen to dwell in these earthen vessels. And I know that I have the third person of the Trinity living on the inside of me because his spirit 
bears witness to my spirit yes. that I'm a child of God. So we have God living with us. We have his divine nature. Peter said this, he says, um, his divine power has granted you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And we have been partakers, yes. been made partakers. I didn't struggle to become a partaker, but I've been made a t partaker of divine nature. Hello. Look at yourself and I have been made. I've been this made. vessel has been made vessel. a partaker, partaker of divine nature. Yes. And that's part of being a citizen of heaven. We have heaven's word. You know, Jesus was the word sent. And it says that let the word of God dwell in you richly. And so we have the word of God dwelling on the inside of you. It says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit. Yeah. That's another privilege, it's another privilege. right that we have as yes, citizens Lord. of heaven. We have heaven's language. So, you know, if there's, if I go to another nation, I don't have the language. If I go to Italy, I don't know how to speak Italian. Ciao. But when I come to heaven and I'm a part of heaven's citizenship, I have the language of heaven. Yeah. We have a spiritual language. And not only that, we have the confession of heaven because it says, you know, when you confess God's promises, those words will not return unto you void. Amen. And they will fulfill every promise that they're supposed to. That's Isaiah 55, 11. We also have a benefit package. I love benefit packages. In Psalm 103, this is my most favorite so song yeah. in the whole wide world. It says, um, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget none of his benefits. Yes. He forgives all my sins, yes. heals all. all of my diseases, and crowns my life with compassion. Mm -hmm. So we have the spirit of God. We have the nature of God. We have the word of God. We have the language of heaven. We have the benefit package from God. And I'm, I know that my name is written down in heaven's census. Truth. Because it says in Revelations, it says, and I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. And it says in Philippians, it said, and with my other fellow laborers whose names are written in the book of Isn't life. It it's really yeah. good. And then the most wonderful thing is that, you know, God doesn't leave us alone. He gives us the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, our guide, our comforter, our protector, our helper, our standby. But he also gives us angelic assistance. Truth. Amen. In yes. Hebrews, it says that, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation? Truth. So I have privileges as a citizen of heaven. I got so many. I am. I lack nothing. I am totally equipped for everything that God has for me. I really just love that my, there's, there's something of me in heaven right now. My name is actually already written yeah. in the book. Like, I want to get there and take I'm a look. I'm already recorded on the census. Isn't that great? It is I'm, great. I'm already laid up. Matthew 28, 18 and 19 says, all the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of the nations. So that's the building of the church. Hebrews 1.14 says, Isn't it obvious that all angels are sent to help out those who are lined up to receive salvation? Has anybody here received salvation? Yes. Anybody here not going to put up your hand no matter what? <laughs> any, any believers here today? You know, I'm telling you, it says, isn't it obvious? It says, isn't it obvious that all angels are sent to help out? Does anybody need some help? Yeah. You know, it says angels are sent to help out. All those are lined up to receive salvation. Now, I think sometimes we think we're the army of God, but we're citizens of the kingdom, but the kingdom does have an army. We're not the army of God, but we are citizens of the kingdom with rights and privileges. We are literally called into the kingdom to be a part of his governing cabinet. So we are like cabinet members governing, but there is an army, and the army is the army of angelic hosts. So every kingdom has an army, and God's army has a military that's powerful and spiritual. Spiritual. Psalm 89, 8 so says... So let the angels do the heavy lifting. 
they do the heavy lifting. They really do. They do that. So awesome are you, O Yahweh, Lord God of angel armies. Where could we find anyone as glorious as you? Your faithfulness shines all around you. Now, Lord of hosts, about 290 times, when you put Lord of blank, Lord of, Lord of, you add Lord of to anything, more often than any other title is used about God is Lord of the armies of heaven. And you got to figure if the Lord uses this more about himself than anything else, it's a big deal to him. He is the Lord of the angel armies. Matthew 18, 10 says, be careful that you do not corrupt one of these little ones, for I can assure you that in heaven, each of their angelic guardians have instant access to my heavenly father. Now he's talking about, don't don't restrict the little children. Don't be so hard on the kids. I mean, no, don't do that. Let the children have access to me. And he says, listen, each of them have an angelic guardian. Each of them have an angelic guardian that have instant access to the father. Jesus said that about all these children. How many know that you have a a guardian assigned to you? You have an angel who's assigned to you. Mm -hmm. Three people, four, five. (laughs) Let me just say it this way. You have an angel that's assigned to you. I might have an army. (laughs) I could use an army of angels, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) How many have ever uh, said, uh, what's my angel's name? Have you ever asked, what's the name of your angel? I see that hand. Wow, that's the... Anybody else ask, what's the name... I did. I actually asked. I said, uh, you know, Father, can I get a revelation of the name of my angel? And clearly, like it came emphatically to me, uh, the primary angel that walks with me, his name is Waldo. <laughs> like I was literally going immediately. Where is Waldo? <laughs> immediately with my ears, my spiritual ears, I kept hearing Waldo. I was like, Wow. Waldo. And I went, okay, I got to push that away. Lord, what, what's the name? What would be the name of my... And I kept on getting Waldo. And it kept getting louder and stronger. He says, it's Waldo. I went, wow, Waldo. So I looked it up. You know, it means to rule, to rule with God's power. Wow. I went, Waldo it is. <laughs> I was golfing with a guy who was a guest speaker with us at a meeting, and I was golfing with him, and we were in a cart, and we're golfing, and he kept falling out of the cart and rolling on the ground, and I was like, what are you, and I literally had to let foursomes through because I was trying to get him back in the cart, and we barely got through nine holes and just had to quit, and I said, what's going on? He says, I don't know, you got these five little Friar Tuck angels that are traveling with you, and he says, every time they keep on chasing me and and, and getting me intoxicated. I went, what? He said, I'm telling you, it's crazy. That's why I can't stay in the cart. And I went, how many think that's really weird? (laughs) But you know, I I do, I've... I've, uh, Not the Friar Tuck part. That's what they looked like to him. That was what he saw. But, you, but I know when I travel, I minister, there's three strong manifestations. is joy and glory and healing. Sure. And I know that I have angelic assistance travels with me when I do those things. And I have an expectation that they are here to, there to help and they are there to manifest and bring about those demonstrations. So I'm telling you, in these last days, there's going to be a... When Jesus came the first time, there was an incredible was acceleration angelic. on angelical activity. And I tell you, for the second coming, 
coming before he comes, there's going to be incredible movement of angelic things. So I don't want you worshiping angels or getting weird or starting to get all crazy about it because you know what? The angel's eyes are on the Father. They're not the things you pray to. They're servants of us, but they serve at his will. They're his army, but they do serve us. But you should know that there's many times it says you'll encounter them and you may not even know it. You know, so Entertain angels thing. unaware. It says you'll entertain angels unaware. So mm-hmm. instant access. Mm-hmm. So I got a picture of a, a Volkswagen Rabbit right there, a Volkswagen Rabbit. And the reason I do is because uh, we were just about a year married. Yeah. And the, the company car uh, company I worked for, they had a whole fleet of diesel, diesel rabbits. And uh, I left one morning, I pulled out and I left, and I was crossing Highway 7 up in Peterborough, and I was headed to Oshawa, and as I went across that intersection, it was a four-lane intersection of Highway 7. It was a bit cloudy that day. It was a bit cloudy, a little rainy, a little misty, but I went through the intersection, and a car coming down the highway hit me, completely broadsided me on the passenger side. I don't remember any of it, I still don't remember any of it today, except I remember getting up out of the ground and walking across the highway and all kinds of cars had stopped and everybody was looking at this Volkswagen Rabbit that had rolled and the engine was pushed right into the driver's seat and they were all looking for who was driving it <laughs> and I actually came up behind her and said hey hey guys who hit me and they all turned around and looked at me they're all shocked because here I was and I, just, I walked across the road to see what was going on. So they, they sat me down and the ambulance got there and they saw the wreck and they taped my head to a board and took me down. They x-rayed me from my head to my toe and I had no a, broken bones. A, no broken bones. I had a little bit. They had to pull some gravel out of the back of my head and, and your ears. didn't even have to stitch anything but it was just a, a bit of blood and my clothes were a bit torn. <laughs> but I walked. I walked. Like I was amazing. I'm walking out of emergency after having an accident where my body flew over four lanes of traffic and landed in the grass. Crazy stuff. You know? So I want you to look though, I want you to look at the driver's window. I want you to look at that and see through to the passenger's window because my body went out the passenger window. And the funny thing is the the engine was crushed into the driver's seat and the whole car was mangled but you could look from the driver's window not from the passenger window you could look in from the passenger window and there was a big hole and i I went to the mechanics uh, at our shop where they brought the car and i went to see it a few days later and the mechanic said come here and look at this he says it looks like somebody reached in and grabbed you and pulled you out amen wow you know, and, and those were his words. And when he said that, I was just struck. And I went, that's got to be what happened. Because how I did I not, don't know how you would have gone through How there. I didn't hit another car, a pole. I go through that intersection whenever I'm leaving Peterborough. And I, I leave and I look around and I go like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. There's poles, there's posts, there's fences, there's all these things. And I landed in the And grass. the fact that no one saw him sailing through the air. <laughs> it must have happened. So, like... Like, he wasn't as big as he is today, but <laughs> it's still like a 160-pound person sailing through the air or something. Or something. 160 would have been good, eh? Grade 5. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I was. I was only 142 pounds when we got married. Yeah. That was a long time. But, you know, God, I just know that uh, his hand's on your life, you know. 
thank God that the angels are aware and they're paying attention. I know, and there's things that happen around us that we don't, we're not even aware of yeah. that I'm sure the angels are protecting us Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Remember that time we were on the, uh, coming into Atlanta. No, it was uh, coming into Cincinnati, all down that Lexington, coming down like six lanes of traffic. I'm in the let's go fast lane, and literally I blew a front tire right yeah. in that lane and it was packed coming into Cincinnati down this hill if you've driven down that on I-75 and you know I had to go all the way across to the other side and I don't know how I did it but with a flat tire got right off the other side and the beautiful thing was that very exit I just kept on moving and boom right at that exit there was a tire shop <laughs> so I was like devil tried to kill me but praise Jesus the angels got me to the tire shop it was good Peter was freed by an angel, had a visitation, Acts chapter 12, it says, and, and Rhoda, Rhoda, there's a knock on the door. So Rhoda goes to the door and he says, who is it? Said, it's Peter. No, Peter's in jail. No, it's me, Peter. Peter's not here. No, I'm Peter. And she goes back and they go, who was it? Well, it said it was Peter. And they said, but they said, you're beside yourself, she said, insisting that it was so. They said, it must have been his angel. See, they had an understanding that sometimes, you know, it might have been Peter's angel. There's that aspect. Matthew 26, 53, or do you not think that I cannot now? This is Jesus. Now, he didn't talk to the religious people of the day. When they were interrogating him, he didn't even talk to them. He said, you're nothing. I'm not even going to talk to you people. Well, listen, but, anyways. That's right. But he got brought before the Roman leaders, and it was a government and a government. There were two governments colliding with each other and having a conversation. When he got to Pilate, he started to talk because he said, are you a king? He says, it is as you say. And then he said, well, you know, you know the authority I have over you. He says, you don't have authority over me. You might have been given some for a purpose, but you have no power over me. Trust me. He said, do you not think that I can now pray and my father will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? said, dude, listen, if you think what you're doing right now is because you have power, it's because I'm yielding to this and I'm letting you do it. It's because right now I am taking the sin of all mankind, past, present, and future. This is not something you're doing to me. This is something I am laying down my life. Although a manifestation you, of 12 legions of angels would have been nice to see. Would have been neat, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be, you know, you're ticking me off. <laughs> Anyways, you know. You know what that is, 12 legions? 72,000 angels. Woo! I could, I could right now, boom, he'd send me more than 72,000 angels. We would mop the floor with you. He says, dude, so chill out. You know, don't get all up on yourself. You know, pretty amazing. John 1, 51, he said, and he said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending. Say ascending. ascending. Tell me, which way is ascending? Does anybody know? Up. Point, point, point. Okay, you will see angels ascending and descending. So he did not say you'll see angels descending and ascending. He said you'll see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. I'm telling you, the heavens are open, Jesus said. The heavens are open. He said, hey, I saw where you were earlier in your prayer place. You were praying there early. And he said, wow, you saw that? That's amazing. You're, you're a prophet. You're, he said, that's nothing. If you think that's something, hang around with me for a little while because we're under an open heaven and you're going to see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. You're going to see us move into a realm where the heavens are open and we're going to live continuously every moment of our lives in a supernatural, miraculous realm. Amen. That's what Jesus said. Hey, 
As he was sent, so are we. As he is in this world, so are we. I mean, if he had all of that, he said, I have all power and authority in heaven and on earth. And now I give you authority on heaven and on earth to go disciple the nations. We don't have less than he had. We got the same Holy Ghost and we have the same angelic host. We have the same ability to cause. When we voice the word of God, angels are going up and bringing heavenly demonstrations and manifestations into the earth. That's how incredible we are. That's good. Pastor Carl. Is that good? Thank you, Pastor Cheryl. I mean, man, what a privilege. You're not trying to get an open heaven. You live under an open heaven right now. There's nothing blocking your access to all the blessings and privileges of God. True. True. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Psalm 103, 20 and 21. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Say the voice. The voice. Of his word. And we voice his word. Yes. That's it. It doesn't say God's word. It doesn't say they respond when God speaks, but they respond when the voice of God's word. I love it. Reinhard Bonnke said God's word on your mouth is the same as God's word on on his his mouth. mouth. And I know that's just Reinhard Bonnke, but Reinhard Bonnke... Some incredible stuff. Yeah, the voice of his word. When you voice the word of God, and that's why I love Ephesians chapter one, because it's he's given you spiritually empowered words. Words. And so when you speak spiritually empowered words in the heavenly realms, you call those angels to pitter patter on the ladder and to bring the expression of heaven into every situation in your life. In your life. In your life. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> so that's using the keys, right? Blessed, blessed, he's blessed us with every, every spiritual, spiritual blessing. Blessings. Every pneumaticologia, every single one. He's given us every spiritually empowered word. He's granted us supernatural speech so we can call into manifestation the purposes of God. And he hasn't withheld anything. Nothing. And he's not waiting for us to get better or become no. better citizens. He's just giving it all to us right away. Because I know some, every some Canadian blessing. citizens that aren't really good citizens you know but, but they're still Canadian but you still got Canadian privileges and if something happened to you in another nation they would try to help you mm-hmm. you know so angels it says and it came to pass a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed a camp of Assyrians killed a hundred and eighty five thousand one angel killed a hundred and eighty five thousand Syrians may the Lord bless the reading of his word not that I want my angels to slay anyone, <laughs> but they are pretty powerful. I just think if one angel did that, imagine Jesus calling 72,000 yeah, wowsers. Second Kings 6, 16 and 17, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Amen. Elijah prayed so that his servant's eyes were opened and he saw and he looked and the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You got to know that those that are with you are more than those against you. You got to know that greater Amen. is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You got to know that you're highly advanced and privileged. You're more in than a conqueror. In every realm. In every realm. In like every situation. All the benefits he gives All us, the plus he gives us, you know, the armies of heaven. Plus, 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 plus. So it's amazing. It's an amazing. You really are a citizen of heaven. You really are. You really are advantage. You really are. This isn't, isn't just some language. He wasn't just drawing a pretty picture. So to, let me illustrate what it's like. No, it really is. You are a citizen whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are a citizen with every privilege of the heavenly realm. And you've been qualified by God himself. You are born into his kingdom and you have every benefit and every privilege. Can amen. I get an amen? Amen. Amen. All right. I've got one last picture to show you right there. Look at that one right there so that was uh dylan and i went to nigeria we had a 
I, I spoke in, well, I've spoken many of our world conferences, it's been a privilege to speak, but often because I, I get a bit loud and I spit and I sweat and do stuff. Get red and, in the face. Pop so the often African churches, Indian churches, they'll come and let's get the little loud white guy, you know, let's bring him for our conference. So, <laughs> so they would often invite me to their conferences. And I had this one place in Port Harcourt in Nigeria. They kept inviting me. Every year they sent me a letter saying the Holy Spirit has told us, and it's right to us, that you must come and speak. And I went, oh, the Holy Spirit needs to tell me. So I'm like, you know, I said, I, I, you know, I bless you guys. I'm honored, but I'm going to pass on that. And, you know, five years in a row they did it. And on the fifth year I got the letter and went, oh, no, again. That's a huge congregation. It is huge. huge. So there was over 25,000 people at this conference. It was amazing. So I got the letter, though, and I kind of giggled. But then right away the Lord told me, he says, I need to send you for an assignment. And I went, ouch. And I went and walked into Cheryl's office and said, I got this letter again. I said, but the Lord just told me to go. And she said, no. I said, yes, no. I said, yes. So I called the Canadian government and I said, I'm thinking of going to Port Harcourt to minister at a conference. And they said, do not go. Do not go. They said that it's an area where there's a lot of kidnapping. It's in the oil fields there. There's a lot happening. And, and look, we cannot help you. In that area of Nigeria, if something happens to you as a citizen of Canada, we cannot help you. Do not go. We implore you, do not go. And I went, wow. So then I got home. We are talking about it. And Dylan said, I'll go with you, Dad. And Cheryl said, no, you won't. And Dylan said, I want to go. I said, well, I want to take somebody with me. I hate traveling alone, so that'd be great if Dylan could come. She says, if you lose him, don't you bother coming back. <laughs> I said, that's wrong. We have a covenant. He's just a kid, you know. But, <laughs> but I called them up, and I said, Your look, statement. you know, I want to come, but I said, quite honestly, I called our government, and they said, don't go, and they said it's very dangerous there. I don't know. I've never been there, but uh, you got to tell me, how will we be protected if we come, I and mean, what, what are you going to do? He says, not a problem. He says, well, you'll have a whole army, and this is just four of the guys. Dylan took a picture with four of the guys, but these guys traveled with us everywhere. If Dylan, if Dylan left a meeting or went anywhere, those four guys went with him everywhere, so I took a picture before we left because that was Dylan and his personal army. So, but, but when we traveled, we had a five-vehicle convoy, and the last convoy was a truck full of soldiers. And if we got stuck in traffic, they would all jump out and start beating the hoods of cars to get out of the way. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. This is going to cause a problem. This is trouble. I said, I said, oh. Anyway, we got through it. But I'll tell you, here, here it was. You know, uh, it felt interesting in a physical way that you felt, you felt a little surrounded. bit safe, that you were surrounded by an army of people, that their sole purpose was to make sure that you were protected from any nefarious circumstance or situation. Pretty cool. And on that trip, literally, a prophet stood up in the last meeting and said that I was there to take out a principality in that region. And he said, there's devil worship. I don't want to go into a long story, but there was demonic worship of a specific idol that had been chopped down and thrown into the ocean. And they said, there's people now looking, still trying to find that idol and set that worship back up in the region. And there's, it's a long story, yeah, but so. amazing. But when we were done, they sent me back. They said, things have shifted here in this region because of those meetings we had. And I went, wow. And it's interesting because the prophet said, you came here because the Lord told you I have an assignment for you. And I went, that's absolutely true. And he said, and the man who called you, he called you because he knew the Lord has an assignment for you. And then we went and did it, and it was pretty amazing. 
So I told Dylan, all right, if we just took out a principality in Africa, we're just going to sit on our beds and not even breathe until we fly out of here. <laughs> so, Where's all your faith? Where's all my faith and power? But we're citizens of heaven, citizens of heaven. And, you know, we've got And in an the same way that armies surrounded you. Yeah, like that was tangible. Country. We could see them. They were really with us. But, you know, surrounding us the whole time. There's, and surrounding you, you all the time today. and giving you access right now. No, that God has provided for you supernatural protection. And they are there to help you because you are inheriting salvation and you are blessed in every way. So be confident in everything yeah. you do because the Lord is with you and the Lord is for you in every circumstance. Yeah, very good. I like Amen. that word confident. We should be confident. We should be confident. When you said that uh, during worship, I was just... You know, um, I just felt like the Lord is saying there are people who, whose confidence has just been chipped away at, and they just feel like they've lost confidence in themselves, lost confidence in God. But, you know, I, I just believe that's a word for people today. You can be confident in God. You can be confident in the fact that you are a child of God. You can be confident in the fact that you are a citizen of God. You can be confident in the fact that you have rights and privileges mm. because of your citizenship Truth. with God. It's real. And you can be confident that even though you can't see it, there are angels yes, guarding are. and protecting, yes, are. protecting you. Yes, there are. Come and on. don't throw off your confidence. Don't. It will be, be richly, richly rewarded. rewarded. 